Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to all the new listeners. Welcome to all of our reoccurring listeners. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in on this beautiful, marvelous fifth episode. Boy, they're just flying by, aren't they? Thank you for being patient with me. I really appreciate it. Um, life's been pretty hectic lately. You got the house under construction over here. I got the bathroom being redone. Shout out to my brother Antonio. He's uh, he's out there killing it, moving some walls around, stuff like that. So I've been doing plumbing in the bathroom, you know, myself. Uh, when he's not here, trying to get stuff ready. He's in there killing it. A lot of uh, teamwork going on there. But uh, mostly him, and shout out to him. I will be giving his uh, his company a shout out if he would like that uh, at the end of this podcast. So thank you to you. What a beautiful uh, Thursday. What a lovely day. The shingles are back. Round two, shingles outbreak. My ear is once again looking like it's got fucking uh, the Zika... Or uh, or the clap, you know, it looks like it's about to fucking fall off. So that blows. Couldn't make it into work today. Had to go get that checked out. So shout out to everybody picking up my slack. Sorry, shit happens. Shingles happens, baby. So uh, yeah, beautiful day out there. Wish I could enjoy it. Um, great past week. Everybody's been doing well. Not too much negativity going on in the world. Elections are right around the corner. So, as per usual, our politicians have been doing everything in their power to drop the uh, price of gas as a temporary boo-boo band-aid fix. I'm sure it will rise right up as soon as the elections are over. God is my witness on that. So, for now, fill up. Fill your 50-gallon jugs. Top off your tanks. Don't be sheepish. The, uh, the gas station over there on 146, right at the uh, North Smithfield border, right after Anchor on the right there, a little, uh, used to be a uh, Valero. They, uh, they got gas for like 410 over there. It's not a plug. I don't know that fucking guy, but the gas is cheap, and it's good enough for me. So I dig it. It's mine. I dig it. So uh, do that. I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to touch base on a, a subject that really has irked me in recent times. Um, as I'm sure most of you listening to this here podcast are commuters in one way or another for your job. You know, I know a lot of people work from home. That's great. If you can do it, Godspeed. Um, but a lot of us have to drive, whether it's for our job, uh, to our job and fro. Uh, me personally, I'm driving a good deal of the day from job to job. Uh, I have to drive about 40 minutes, 45 sometimes with traffic to my job every day. Um, but there's a, as long as you're not a uh, 5.30 uh, type of person or 4 o'clock uh, type of person where you got to go to jo- your, your work very, very early before the sun is up, um, there is a necessary evil that all of us have to endure. Um, what am I talking about? I am talking about the obvious. I'm talking about the most annoying of all uh, things that we have to endure. It's the one thing that makes us dread our drive every morning. No, it's not traffic. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not roadblocks. 
I am talking to you about buses. That's right. That's right. Hold the applause. I am talking about buses. I am talking about the children who are on these buses today. Um, every day I have to deal with uh, some form of stoppage due to a bus. Um, I want to give you the, uh, you know, I want to give you kind of how things used to be. Um, when I was a kid, um, and I'm sure that either my bus driver, bus driver probably listens to this, she might, um, or her family might, uh, a North Smithfield uh, legend. I won't say her name out of respect for her, but you know who you are, and I love you dearly. Uh, we've become great, great friends over the years, uh, and I love you to death. Um, but back in the day, there was a thing where we had a saying, okay, on bus 13. It was, be there or be nowhere. What I mean by that is... If your ass wasn't at the uh, the curb stop, which my bus stop was too was a house over from me, um, all the local kids we used to congregate there, and we would get picked up from there. Um, if you were at that bus stop five minutes before, your ass was getting left there. Uh, for people whose parents work at banks, um, they don't work, stay-at-home mothers, it's not the end of the world. Oops, Mom, I missed the bus. Okay, honey, I guess you missed the bus again. Whoops, I'll drop you off. You want to stop at Dunkin' Donuts on the way in? Yeah. You know, that type of deal. Me, it was first a tongue lashing by whoever was in my house to a frantic mad dash for them to get ready, um, a possible smack in the mouth, that type of thing. Um, three... The, the the avoidance of letting my father know what just happened to avoid the absolute ear and physical beating that would then soon follow. Um, and then showing up to my school after an agonizing ride, getting the uh, talk about being uh, ready for the bus for the 1,000th time in a row. Um, and then, of course, pulling up to the school with tears in my eyes um, and just not ready to uh, to deal with anything that is going on. At the time, you're a kid. You fault the bus driver for this um, because, you know, sometimes they run early. Sometimes they run late. It really is just a gamble. You really never know what you're about to get into. Um, but like I said, fuck around and find out. Be there or be nowhere. That's that's the way that we used to roll um, on that bus, and if you showed up on time, she would leave your ass. If you were, if you were there, if the bus comes at seven ten, she just pulls up and you walk outside. Her ass is gone. And uh, at the time, again, it was super frustrating. Now I am seeing the rise of two things. Number one, the stoppages at every single house on the fucking block. Every house out there is getting stopped at. It doesn't matter their age. So it's not, well, you know, they do that for... Stop. Shut up. Shut up. They're doing it for everybody. From the age of pre-K all the way up to college, freshman year college, they're doing this. They're stopping from house to house to house. They're picking you up. They don't want you to walk down the fucking street no more. Now, 
John, you're one to talk. You want a house over. Shut the fuck up. You don't really know. If I had to walk, I would have to walk, right? There were times I have to go three houses down for God knows what reason. They would just decide that one day, and we would do that. And it was shitty, but you had to do what you had to do. And then we would drive up past uh, to the Allard's house where there'd be several people, and they would get in, and boom, we'd off we would go. And then we would head over to Buxton, that area. We would head over to... Uh, you know, over near Uxbridge, uh, Bronco Highway, all that. Um, it's just what we did. And there was probably a total of about 15 stops covering like 10 miles, you know. Today, it's just like there's probably 100 stops per one mile because we're going house to house to house to house. And it wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't for two additional factors. And this leads me to our second point here, okay? When we stop the bus, there is a lady or a man that gets out of the bus. It's called a bus monitor. For you dinosaurs that never saw this and are not aware, this is the deal. They get out of the fucking bus. They pretend to look. Now, this is what gets me, okay? So the job title, this is the story that I was told for years, okay? A little boy... Uh, or a little girl, not sure of the sex, if it's genderless, whatever, it is what it is. I'll call it it. It came out of its house, went over to the bus. As it was crossing the street, its homework flew out of its bag and it fucking ran under the bus tires while it was trying to find the paperwork under the bus tires. The bus driver closed the door, ignoring the fact that the kid walked over to the, to the bus, and she drove right over it. Killed the kid, right? Killed him. Now, ever since this incident, this this incident that's been talked about over and over again, it's probably a fucking complete and utter lie. We've got these bus monitors. The bus monitor's job is to come out once the doors open, escort the child from uh, side A to side B of the street or from their house to here, uh, well, their curb stop, rather, Um and then once the child boards, there is a secondary search in which the bus monitor proceeds to the back of the bus, looks under the rear tires, behind the rear tires, um, underneath the front of the rear tires, checks the front tires and the front of the bus to ensure that there is no child in harm's way to get mollywopped. Now, that is great. That is fantastic. It is a lovely idea. If it worked, if it worked, this is what they do. They hire these fucking retirees, okay, who have full-blown fibromyalgia. They got the fibromyalgia. They've got full-blown rheumatoid arthritis. They can't move. They got COPD. They can't breathe. They're the ones that torment the people in the first seat. Oh, I remember when I could breathe. Remember that little gem from the other podcast? That's that's where this conversation comes from. And they're telling you about the COPD. Okay, you're a kid. You don't know the acronyms. You don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're telling you about the gout. You know? Oh, the other night I ate some steak or some seafood and the fucking crabs made my foot blow up like a fucking balloon. We don't know what you're talking about. Okay? So... They're elderly. And again, respect your elders. I got no problem with the elderly. But 
They need to be hired for things that they're able to do. The doorman at Walmart is a fucking prime example of a perfect job for an elderly person. Now, granted, if somebody's running out the door, you got a six foot five guy, and he's got that fucking 42-inch screen TV under his arm, that guy ain't going to do a fucking thing, but he could call the cops, and it would be all good, right? Hey, I got a fucking bogan. He's over here. He just robbed the fucking TV. Come and get this guy now. Don't wait. Get it now, right? But they got these guys, they can't bend. This is what gets me. These bus monitors can't even bend over. They walk outside and do like this bow. I call it the 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 monitor bow. They come out, they bow, like which extends their body from 180 degrees up and down to about 150. Uh, I'm sorry, it would go the other way. So 120 degrees. That's it. They're supposed to be at a complete like 80 75, that area. Nope, nope. They're sitting there fucking around. They can't even do it because they got the rheumatoid arthritis, okay? I mean, you can't do this. And, you know, it would be all fine, well, and good if you want to fake it till you make it, brother. But you got to at least, like, do it quick. That's the other thing. They can't walk None of these bus monitors, the two qualifications, well, the three qualifications for a bus monitor are you got to be able to see the kid about to get killed, you got to be able to walk, and you got to be able to bend over. These motherfuckers can't do any of those things. None of them. You know? That's like me showing up to a job interview with no legs, and I got respect for you. You got no legs. You got a tough life ahead of you. God bless you. There's shit that you can do. But you're not going to go out and try to sign up for a triathlon, uh, or you're not going to go out and try to sign up to be a fucking laborer where you know you're going to walk up three flights of stairs every day carrying bricks and mortar and everything else. That's not how it works, my friend. We got to be realistic with this shit, guys. Especially if you want to jam up everybody's traffic situation first thing in the fucking morning. You know how I christen my mornings? By watching these guys not know what the fuck they're doing. And then what they do, so so as if it wasn't bad enough that these guys can't breathe, they can't fucking walk, they're doing their job slow, and we're already adding 10 minutes to each stop. Now what they do is after they finish their secondary search, they go over to the door and they sit in the doorway if they notice that the kid that typically gets on there is not on the bus. And they wait, and they wait, and they wait. What the fuck is going on here, guys? Never before has this ever happened. Never. My bus my bus driver would take right the fuck off. If she saw you walking out of the door, she would take right off. Because her idea of it, as was the rest of the world, was your ass needs to be right there ready to rock and roll. Or you're fucked. You're walking to school. You're going to get the tongue lashing and the physical beating from your parents. You're going to take that because you want to fuck around. Well, it's cold out. We don't want them waiting outside. Too fucking bad. As my father, my father's famous words, bundle up. It'd be fucking 65 degrees. And he's got me out there with mittens and a hat. I look like the fucking little kid from the uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas story, you know? Like a fucking tick. All blown up. Can't move, you know? This is what you got to do. This is America. Shit is tough. We're built different over here. We can't go soft. So they will literally sit at these people's houses with the door open. I'm not shitting you for like 10 minutes. Meanwhile, the clock is burning up. 
We, me, as well as the rest of the world, has places to be. We got to be at work in fucking five minutes. We're three minutes away, but here we are. We're making the stop, and now you're going to fuck around over here for this kid. And then my favorite part about all of it is when the kid finally comes out, they make it halfway to the bus, walking slowly at a slower-than-normal walking pace, okay? And then they fucking have to turn around. Their mother yells from the door, your book bag, your books, your calendar, your lunch. And the kid fucking turns around and gently walks back to the house to grab his shit. I mean... I'm not making this shit up. I'm not. I'm sorry. This is facts. So this is a message to all the parents out there that want to play these games and not reinforce the the idea, the ideology of you got to be outside and ready to go with, with your backpack, your lunch, your books, everything like that. Get your fucking head out of your ass. Nobody wants to wait for your stupid ass kid. Now, if you have a kid that has special needs and he is on the short bus, I will wait. I will wait respectfully. However, with that being said, your dumbass better be outside with your child ready to rock and roll. Because I don't want to wait for you to get your kid into his wheelchair as soon as you see the bus pull up. Then wheel him out to the the curb stop and then load him onto the thing. I want you to be there ready to rock and roll to roll him right onto the ramp. Boom, off he goes. Bye, Joey. Later, honey. See you after school. That's what I want. Get your heads out of your asses. You're a fucking disgrace. I'm sick of it. This is every day. This is every day. And it's like before you used to have buses on a schedule. So you could say, okay, well, I know that from 740 to 805, the buses are out picking up kids. They are all over the place now. You'll be driving around Providence, CF, Pawtucket, Douglas, wherever. At like 1215, there's a fucking busload of kids getting off. Do these kids not even go to fucking school anymore? It'll be like 11 o'clock. It'll be lunchtime and this kid's getting fucking dropped off. What is that about? There's no more schedules with anything. These kids can do whatever the fuck they want. Meanwhile, we were getting our asses handed to us for this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. This is a valuable lesson, guys, for your kids to learn. If you want your kid to not to to not grow up to be a fucking bum living off of SSI at the age of fucking 23, you got to teach them how to get up out of bed, get their shit together, get out of the fucking door, chase that bus if you have to, but be ready. Be ready. What's the biggest issue with Gen Z and uh uh my generation? Whatever the hell they're called. Uh, centennials or whatever the fuck, okay? What's the biggest issue? These motherfuckers don't want to work. They don't want to get out of bed. How could you expect somebody to want to work if they don't want to get out of bed? Well, the job starts at 7 o'clock. I'm not doing that. Well, too fucking bad. Too fucking bad. You know? This is real life, my friend. The early bird gets all the bugs, you know? So get out there and get after it. You lazy fucking pricks. But this is a valuable lesson. You know? 
And it's like they just cater more and more every day. You know? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what this is about. I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know if it'll ever stop, if it's just going to progressively get worse. I don't know if it's going to be like, see, back in the 50s, um, you know, this is another prime example of like how we've changed job roles or expectations because people don't want to do shit. Back in the 50s, you used to put your bins outside of your house, not on the curb, but in the back of your house, okay? The the service that picked it up, usually your city, would walk would park their truck on the street, walk up your driveway, grab your barrel from wherever it was, usually like the side of your house or the top of your driveway, empty it out, bring your barrels back up to the top of the driveway, and you usually used to have a swill pail, which was, if you've ever lived in an old house, preferably in this area, you'll see like a little, it's like a little secret port. You'll see it in your yard. You'll go, oh my God, what is that? It's got like a little flap. You put your foot on it. It lifts a little plate up. And you're probably saying, what is that? You probably put pots and trash in there. That was called the swill pail. You used to have a pail in there. You would scrape all your food into that shit and... That was where, instead of your garbage disposal, that's where your your bad food went, okay? So then they would walk your swill pail down to the truck, empty it out, and walk it back. Could you imagine such a thing today? Never. Never in your fucking life. You know why? Because people are lazy. These fucking guys, they, they don't even want to pick up your trash. I had this asshole over here at my house. Now, I pay every month. I don't have city trash pickup. I have to pay a company to come get my barrels, right? This asshole didn't pick my barrel up because he said it was, air quotes, too close to my mailbox. Wow. Could you be any more of a little cunt lapper? Huh? I ask you. I ask you. This is fucking ridiculous. So you know what they did, these assholes? They put a big... First of all, they did not empty it. He did not get out of the truck to move it to where it's acceptable and dump it and then put it back. What he did was he instead put this big sticker, this big orange sticker right on the top of the bin. Now, I don't know where it comes from. My grandfather, just me as a person... I'm kind of anal about the curb appeal of the house. And to have a big-ass orange sticker on the trash bin drives me up a fucking wall. Because now the whole the whole street's looking at you like, look at this fucking jerk. You know? What did he do? You know? The trash delinquent. You know? And my favorite part about this is that there's two types of stickers. There's the stickers that are made of very high quality and you can literally peel it off with ease. The glue is very loose. The paper back is very thick and durable and you can get it off. The glue doesn't stick to the bin. The paper doesn't stick to the bin. Nope. What these guys did was they used the thinnest of papers, the shittiest of glues. And when I went to take this off, 
the whole thing just shredded to a million pieces. So now I got glue and pieces of yellow and orange and words stuck to the fucking bin. I literally had a fucking heart attack. I called. I gave them an airful. They said, we'll send somebody to go empty it the right way. They never did, the fucking cocksuckers. You know? But this is what we're dealing It was too close to the uh, to, to my mailbox. I came back later in that day. It was about a foot and a half away, where it always is, by the way. Nothing changed. I didn't switch it up. I didn't go, well, I'll put it on this side, you know, for today. And the guy was like, yeah, look at this fucking guy. You know, he thinks I'm going to pick up his trash. Yeah, right. You know, nothing of the sort. I put it in the same fucking spot. But people are so lazy that, you know, maybe it was six inches to the left, closer. I don't know. But he used that as a way to, well, I ain't doing that. Not my job. But the same goes for city shit, as far as I've heard. You know, they will not pick your shit up for the stupidest of of reasons, and they will not reschedule a secondary pickup for you. It doesn't matter if you pay. It doesn't matter if that's part of the contract or whatever, or you know somebody. This is what they do. We We have to go backwards in time with work ethic and um, our willingness to do more for the people that we're providing a service for. Fajita, what's up? My dog's over here. She's freaking out. I think she's got to take a shit. You want to go potty? You want to go outside? Wait, what time is it? Oh, you want food. You want food? Yeah, she's wagging like a motherfucker. Fajita, everybody, my dog. She's sick of it too, you know? But, um, yeah, you know, we're really at a point in time where it's like we're letting the next generation dictate how little they want to do, and we're just taking it right up the ass. Okay, you know, we're just taking the raping, guys. Fuck that. I ain't in brimstone, baby. Nope, you don't want to get up? You lost your job. You don't want to empty the bins for for this guy that's been a customer for years? Fuck you. You lost your job. Or you're going on probation, bitch. You can't bend over past the 90 degree to check under the bus for children's safety or do it in a in a fast, timely manner. And when that cocksucker is in outside ready to fucking rock and roll first thing in the morning, you don't pull the fuck off? Guess what? You're fired, bitch. You're fired. And don't call back looking for a job because you're done. And I'm calling everybody else around to warn them about what a piece of shit you are. You know? Go get a job at Dell's, sitting in a hot-ass truck all summer, making dick, you know? Go, that, that's, a better, that's a better job for you. Sit on, your, sit on your phone, wake up when you want, get in your little truck, drive out to some parking lot where nobody knows. They go there for blowjobs every 4 o'clock, you know, on a Tuesday. Go park over there, sit down, sweat your ass off, and go on your phone all day. Do what you want to do. And if somebody walks up to the truck, you don't feel like getting up? Sorry, we're out. That's all. <laughs> Sorry, we're out. And speaking of Dell's Lemonade, while we're on the subject, Dell's Lemonade is better. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Dell's Lemonade is better than Mr. Lemon. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. If you're in Rhode Island, you think that Mr. Lemon's better, I got news for you. I got a bridge to sell you, you know? Well, how can you say that? They're so good because they're not. 
because they're not. My co-worker, we drove by, he says, oh, pull over here. He goes, they're open. We got to go. We got to go. I haven't had this in years, okay? I try to stay the fuck away from Providence as much as possible, that shithole that it is, right? But we pull over, place is mobbed, wait five minutes for a, for a, for a, a, you know, for a drink. They give it to us. He gives it to me. You know, what do you think? You know, he's got like fucking coconut, uh, grape, something else. I was like, what the fuck is that? And he tells me, I says, look, as Rhode Islanders, we shouldn't have to have this conversation. I shouldn't be saying this to you as a fellow Rhode Islander. When you go to get one of these frozen lemonades, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, Adele's is a frozen lemonade, a Rhode Island classic, as classic as coffee milk. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Get you a bottle of Autocrat. Have it shipped to wherever you are. If you need help acquiring, I will do it for you. Just pay the shipping, baby. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Okay? Period. Final. Done. But anyway, when you go to get a frozen lemonade... You go to Dell's. Stop fucking around with the hoaxes, the wannabes. Go to the real source. I am not sponsored by Dell's. That would be cool if one day they decide to do that, but for now I am not, okay? But when I want a treat during the summer, the only place I will go and the only place that any Rhode Islander should go is Dell's Lemonade, okay? It's the original source, Okay? They invented the recipes. They got the recipes down packed. You get those fucking Dells. What's better than a Dells with a pretzel in it? This is my real Rhode Islander coming out here. A Dells with a pretzel in that motherfucker. You got the little chunks of lemon that have a little bit of frost in them. You bite into the lemon and it just like, it has that little bit of crunch and the juice comes out. Maron, right? Am I right? I know you guys are sitting there. On your car, drive to work and shit on your way back. You know what, man? Let me pull over real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Motherfuckers got me jarring. You know? Nothing better than that, dude. And Mr. Lemon is not that, man. You show up. You know, the vibe is a little bit off. You, f- you feel dirty because you know you're doing something wrong. You know? It's like when you're about to go rob a bank, you know? Or you just free dumped and you know that you just did something that you really, really shouldn't have, you know, and you're not taking the ride to CVS for them to get it, you know, this is it. This is it right here. You feel dirty. So that's why I, I cut all the bullshit and I go and I get a Dell's with the pretzel in it like a man. Okay. And the only flavor that you should be getting is lemon, guys. That's it. I'm a purist. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. No cherry, no fucking, no anything else. Enough. Enough. You want to fuck around and you want to go to to McDonald's and order a fish fillet and get a fucking massive tummy ache, shit yourself on the job like I did many times, go for it. But that blood is on your hands, motherfucker. You You better reap what you sow, bitch, you know? There ain't no two ways about it. We'll get this shit twisted now. It's like going to the Village Haven up in North Smithfield. Rest in peace. Lucky dog, if you fuck this up, it's over. It's over, okay? For those that don't know, the Village Haven, our dearly beloved restaurant of many, many, many years, 30-plus years 
the Naradoi family has been holding that place down. Um, they have decided to sell it as a retirement uh, situation, um, and it is being taken over by the Lucky Dog. Um, with that, I know that's a shocker. I know, I know, I know, guys, I know. With that being said, I went there a month before they closed officially with my mother, um, and the cinnamon rolls were absolutely fucking garbage. I don't know if that's part of the new regime. I don't know if they took the recipe with them, but if that's the case, you guys really got to hit the fucking drawing board because that was disgusting, and it made my throat itchy, okay? My throat, my, my, my fucking throat, you know, I was <clears throat> on the whole ride home unacceptable i want to deal with decadence you know these guys used to sell that shit by the bag you used to be able to buy a bag of like 10 different you know rolls and molly whop that for breakfast for the next week okay i wouldn't feed that to my dog i love my dog too much to do that shit you know so get your shit together okay but that's like me going to the village haven and ordering anything but the chicken the family-style chicken, which, again, for those that don't know, the Village Haven is a family-style chicken joint opened way back. I'm talking 35-plus years ago. They've been fucking killing it. A lot of imposters. Yup, I'm talking about you rights. You guys fucking suck, period. Your chicken is dry. The, the, the sauce on your macaroni sucks. Your macaroni sucks. Your fries suck. Oh, yeah, I'm coming right for the jugular. You guys fucking suck. You're a bunch of fakes, fibbers. I don't care. Take it or leave it. And if you like rights better, go for it. (laughs) Go for it. You want to have a fucking tummy ache and a dry throat, you know, and need eight drinks? It's all a fucking ploy. They make the chicken so goddamn dry so you can buy more drinks. I know what you guys are doing, man. I'm not fucking stupid. You know what I mean? I'm fucking, I'm hip to it, you know? Hey, and if that works for you, that's your business model, fucking go for it. But when you go there, you order the rotisserie chicken. Check this out, guys. If you don't believe me, go go over there. Check it out. To the Village Haven, not right. So let's make that clear. You get the rotisserie chicken. It's a half a chicken, usually, or a quarter of a chicken. Nice, roasted, juicy, tender, you know? It comes out with that. You get some hand-cut fries, okay? You always got to add salt. Big deal. You know, you kind of figure it out after a while. You know, "Uh, these aren't very salty. I don't think they put any salt on these fries. Well, you got to add it. You know, same thing you do at Ma's house. How is it? You know, you enjoying it? Mm, 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 mm. In reality, you're like, fucking, this needs salt. So you grab the salt shaker, you throw a couple sprinkles on, boom, done. See you later, right? And you enjoy the meal. Then they give you the macaroni shells. I believe that. No, no, no. It's ziti with meat sauce. That's the meal, guys. That's it. That's all, that's all you need. You don't go there. You don't order the filet mignon. You don't get the special. Stop with the fucking special shit. And it's bottomless. You pay your vig. You walk through the fucking door. You eat 20 pieces of chicken like a fucking savage. And they're none the wiser. They're happy. Keep it coming. I want the dark meat. You guys got to remember, I'm half minority, dog. I like to dock meat. I don't fuck around, you know, all breast meat. You know, I want all breast white meat. I'm not that guy. Give me the dockest shit you got, and I'll show you how to how to suck the meat off the bones. You know what I mean? 
So that's the that's that's the recipe. That's what you got to do. You got to go there and you got to order the right shit. And if I tell you, if you ask me, hey, man, you know, I'm going to this place. What do you get? And I'm telling you what they're known for and you don't order it and you don't enjoy the meal. Well, then who gives a fuck for you? You're an idiot. You blew it. You know, that was your decision to go down that 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 road. You know, so now you got to you got to deal with that. So when you're riding home and you're looking at the Burger King and the Wendy's and the McDonald's and you're going, that would be a better meal than that swill that I just ate, that's on you. You're not going to go to Lumberjacks in North Smithfield and order and not order the Lumberluna pizza. You're going to order the Lumberluna pizza. Same deal. Be true. Be true to yourself. Be true to those around you. Nobody likes a fibber. Nobody likes a faker, you know? Oh, well, I'm going to order this. You want to be different. You're a nonconformist. Well, your family also hates you. Just know that. And that's from the heart. I'm telling you this because I want you as a person to become better at this shit. I want people to like you. I don't want you to be despised by your, your son and your daughter. You know? Stop with the nonconformist shit. But enough of that. Enough. I want to talk about something that, uh, you know, me and my... Uh, my aunt, we were shooting the shit. She, she loves the show. Big listener. So shout out to you. You know who you are. We talk about every single episode. You know, we shoot the shit. And uh, we were talking about shit that irks us, you know, as I normally do on this here, uh, the show. And uh, one of the things that she kind of brought up was people that people that use their license plate as like a fucking... Um, a, a blank canvas for plastering new registration stickers all over every time you get a new registration sticker. Now, I don't know how it works in other countries. I don't know how it works in other states. But in Rhode Island, depending on the type of registration you got, you have to renew your registration every year or by or by yearly. Okay, that's the way it rolls. So you got to go down. You got to go to the DMV. You got to go to AAA. And you have to re-register your vehicle, be that whatever it is, bike, truck, trailer, yada, yada, okay? They give you a little registration sticker. It's a little one and a half by one sticker that says a date. After that date, you're supposed to remove said sticker, put a new one on in its place. There's two little designated spots um, on your front and your rear license plate. Now... What we are talking about here is those who are simply too lazy to take that shit off, okay? There isn't a bigger red flag in my book than these fucking jerk-offs that literally got them stacked like 10 high, or they think it's fucking cute and it's hipsterish and it's funny to just plaster them all around the edge. If I was a cop, I would pull you over so fucking fast, your head would spin clean off your body, okay? Stop with the laziness, guys. It'll take you two fucking seconds. You peel it off. They always peel off like shit. Big deal. Grab a razor blade, a little bit of alcohol. Use the alcohol to rub the the glue off. Put the new one on, and we all will thank you for it. When I drive, I look for red flags. That is one of them, okay? The second is a person with stuffed animals in their back seat up in the back window. 
The minute that you see that, you know that they're not going to be using their blinker when they turn. It's not going to happen. They're not aware that that exists when they have an- stuffed animals in the back in the back seat. Okay, they're not going to let people go unless they know through some sort of you know telecommunication, you know telekinesis that that person is going to do fucking eight miles an hour. Okay, this person is going to cut you off. They're going to jack on the brakes out of absolutely fucking nowhere and almost cause you to rear end. And for those that don't know, new drivers, God help you, okay? Because just so you know, the minute that you rear end somebody, you are liable. That's right. Oh, well, he jacked on the brakes. Well, he decided to turn at the last minute. It doesn't, listen to me, it doesn't matter. You are going to front the bill for your car as well as his car. So stop riding people's asses. You think that you're cool by riding people's asses. This guy with the, the, the stuffed animal dog in the back seat is doing 15 miles an hour. So you think you're going to ride his ass because you want him to move over. He's not going to move over. He's going to jack on the brakes or do an abrupt turn. You're going to eat his ass and then you're going to eat the bill. It's as simple as that. It's the games they play. And it's always usually like a clapped out like... Oldsmobile Cutlass 98, you know, or a fucking 1999 Toyota Camry. If you don't know these cars, look them up, and I guarantee you, you're going to be slapping your knee going, oh, my God, how does he fucking know? Because this is reality. I'm dead serious about this, you know? Red flag number two, I'm sorry, red flag number three is when they're driving and their seat is at a 85 degrees, so further than 90 degree angle, they're actually facing closer to their steering wheel than they are anything else, okay, and <laughs> and they got their chest like a quarter of an inch or resting on their hands at 10 and 2 on their steering wheel, beware of these people, guys, they are bad fucking news. Those are the worst. Now, if you get the trifecta, just know that you're going to end up in a car crash tonight. You will be hospitalized tonight. Okay? That's just a fact. If they've got the stickers all over the place, and then if they got a coexist sticker, oh my God, you're going to die tonight. It's going to be that bad. You know? There's no, the Lord has no mercy for those who drive around these people. Because just like you should know better than to sin, you should know better than to drive around these fucking idiots. You know? It's just a fact of life. And if you're a new driver, take this as your warning. Bear all this in mind. Because if not, your mom's going to be crying over your casket. Facts. Two plus one, that's three. Quick maths. You know what I mean? That type of shit. I actually had the uh, disadvantage of driving behind one of these fucking jerk-offs today. Lady had a uh, Teddy Ruxpin um, in the in her back seat. Thing was all clapped out. That was a toy back in the 80s, for those that don't know. Way before my time. And, uh, you know, I handled it the right way. Kept my distance, because I already know she's about to cause a major fucking collision here. Kept my distance, stayed back. And I know had I been closer to her on four different occasions, she would have just kaboom, kid. Ah! 
boom, you know, caskets, jaws of life, totally clapped out all because of this dog. And I'm already headed to the hospital. That was the kicker. You know, I'm like, oh, what are the fucking chances, you know? I'm already headed there. This broad's about to T-bone me from the front somehow. And I'm going to have to end up going there anyway. Fucking ambulance is going to have to interject itself and come and get me out of here. So, uh, by the way, I don't know if anybody else is like this. But when I go to the hospital, not the hospital, I keep calling it the hospital, you know? I can't, it's called the doctor's office. When I go to the doctor's office, when they take my, I tell the lady right off the rip, I go, listen, you know, don't take my blood pressure when I walk through the door. Well, no, it's a formality. We have to, I go, listen to me. You're not listening to me. Don't take my blood pressure before I come, you know, when I walk through the door, give me 10 minutes, give me 20 minutes. Let me get through the visit. Then you could take it. I know that they want to see if you're dropping dead, but the reality is I think for the most part, if you're a skilled physician, which I hope most of you are in in, in, in the medical field, you should know a person that's like about to shit the bed versus somebody who is pretty in tune and is there for something that has nothing to do with that. You know, like I said, um, my ear right now, once again, after eight months has the shingles in the same spot. It looks like I got leprosy. Things about to fall off. You know, I got a duct tape to my head, all gauzed up and everything else. And, um, you know, so we already know right there that blood pressure is not a factor. Okay. So let's cut the bullshit. So she, so she says, well, I got to do it anyway. So she, she hooks up the, uh, the pumper to my arm, you know, one of these shitty clapped out, you know, ones from from Walmart that probably get a false reading. I got one at the house and uh it's good to hook yourself up to those once in a while. Make sure that the uh the old piss pump is is doing its job. You're not running hot or anything like that. You know, you want to make sure that your oil pressure's uh on point, that you're not running uh running low or running high, you know. Sometimes it's a good uh, telltale, but in this case it wasn't. So she hooks me up Thing starts to pump up and it seizes, it stops, you know, when it's all tight. You know when it's so tight that it's cutting off the circulation, you can feel your own heartbeat and then your heartbeat like stops and then your arm just starts to hurt, you know, it's like bru- you can feel it actively bruising your arm. Well, that's the point in which the machine decided to die. You know how normally it goes and then it stops and then you hear and then that that balloon deflates. Well, mine was stuck like that for about five minutes. I go, listen, I think that something's going on with this. So she goes, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. The batteries have been going bad in this for about a month, and I just haven't gotten around to changing it. You know, let me just, uh, you know, it died. So she deflates it herself, um, analog. Then she takes the sleeve off, the cuff, I think it's called. She takes the cuff off. She takes the battery cover off and you know, God bless her. She was, uh, she was Puerto Rican. We got to talking about that and everything like that and what our favorite foods are and shit like that. But she pulled one of the greatest Latino, Latina, um, you know, tricks out of her ass and it was fucking hilarious and it made me laugh. She takes her hands and she just rolls the battery. She doesn't take the batteries out. She leaves them in place and she just rolls her fingers over the batteries 
you know, and it's like supposed to like revamp the charge or whatever. I used to do that all the time, or I used to switch the batteries around. I used I was known to take batteries out, throw them in the freezer for about five minutes, and put them in my 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 Xbox remote, and it work like a fucking charm. That's the shit that you that you need to know. You, but you have to hang around Latin people to learn this shit. Like when you got foggy headlights, and my brother Hochi, wherever you are, I love you. He doesn't speak English, but somebody translated for him. Okay, this fucking guy, I got foggy headlights he sees me you know bugging out over it he walks over with a bottle of off off mosquito repellent takes three little spritzes right on the headlight lets it sit for a second wipes it off with a microfiber fucking headlights have never been clearer never since day one have they been that clear blew my mind but that's shit that only the latin people know so she sits there she gives the batteries a few wraps you know she she just kind of in their spot Puts the cover back on, on goes the cuff, on goes the machine, and it gives me my reading. My reading is like, it's not ultra high. It wasn't like, oh my God, this guy is going to pass out type shit, but it was very high. So I said to her, I go, look, I go, that's why I told you, like, we can't use this as gospel. We got to chill out a little bit. We got to get to know each other. I got to make sure that you're not going to offer me an anal proctor. I get all worked up because all this shit goes through my mind. I go, these guys are going to want to fuck me. And it's always a creepy old guy. You know, my my normal physician's very cool. Um, we chat a lot. He's got he's got the same, like, sick sense of humor, like, in, in the sense that he likes fucking with people and pulling pranks and shit like that. And that's who I am to my core. If you know me, that's that's my that's my my M.O., you know, and uh Usually we just chop it up, whoop de whoop, and you know he kicks me out the door. All right, man, lose some weight, boom, 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 whatever you got to do. See you on the next visit. See you next year. But uh, you know, I'm like, I gotta get to know you because that that number is definitely gonna come down. So she's like, all right, well, I'll bring the doctor in, you know, and he'll talk to you. And you know, once he's done, I'll have him give you a rereading. Well, long story short, after meeting that fucking weirdo and everything, and he does his thing with me. Didn't touch my Pekka, which is always nice. Always nice. And uh, he gives me the new reading, and it literally dropped by 35 points. And I said, see? I said, this is what I'm talking about. Stop giving the, the, the test in the beginning, especially if I tell you. Like, I don't know if anybody else has this. I don't know if this is, like, rare, but, like, I, I just dropped 30 points. In any other situation, like if you're just sitting there stagnant and you're hooked up to a machine and you just drop 30 points, they're going to be like, beep, 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 beep. You know, they're going to be, you know, code blue, go get them, you know, juice them. You know, they got the jumper pack, the fucking clear, yep, you know, that type of shit. Pull a V, yeah, you know, but uh, that's just how I get down when I go, you know. I don't fuck around. I'm just not a fan. Because every doctor's appointment I ever went to as a child, they felt my ball bag. There wasn't one visit. And it was never creepy. I want to state that. I don't want people like, oh, you know, he's one of the... No, 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 no. I never had a creepy experience in my life, you know, with, with the doctors. I've always trusted my doctors, as I'm sure most people that get fondled and diddled and raped do... But I 
was a man, so my chances already off the rip are way lower, and I just vibed with these people. You know, I've been seeing these guys since the day I came out, you know, and, uh, you know, it was never, like, creepy, but they always told me, turn your head and cough. It didn't matter if I was in there for a headache, um, a bum hip, flat feet, you know, for those that don't know, I've got the flattest feet, um, Dr. Kuha. Rest in peace. God rest your soul over there on Front Street in Lincoln. He had an office of many, many years. Dr. Kuha told me I had the flattest feet that he's ever seen um, in all of his years in uh, medicine. When I'm in my shower and I'm stepping around my shower, it's like a suction cup. It's like literally to the floor. My fiance didn't believe me when we first met. She heard it and the rest is history. Maybe that's why she fell in love with me. Maybe that's why she hates me. Not sure. Jury's not in on that, but, uh, you know, I could go in there for anything and they'd always want to just turn your head and cough dog, not Dr. Kuha, but my regular doctor. And, uh, the girls would refer to my ball bag as men. They said, well, we're going to check your men. We're going to check your men now. So turn your head, cough, boom. And we did it. So I was never a fan of that, especially during puberty. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got hair on my balls now. I don't know what's going on down there. You know, um, and ever since that, I've always felt that I always go into a doctor's office thinking, all right, they're going to feel me up. You know, they're going to want to, you know, now I'm getting older. I'm 25 now. So they're going to want to bend me over. They're going to want to finger blast me to air quotes, check my, my prostate. You know what I mean? That old fucking sham. No, we're not going to put you under. You got to do this alive, you know? You're going to have to fucking, I'm, what I'm going to do is when that day comes, I'm just going to fucking tackle the guy so he's got to knock me out. You're going to have to lay me the fuck out, dog. I am not going to be awake while you finger blast the old uh, boosh kadoosh. You know what I mean? That's a fact, Jack. I don't give a shit, you know? And all the guys are like, well, I'm 40. I just had my first one. It wasn't bad. I don't know, man. Maybe you got another calling in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe you got something that uh, something that you, <laughs> you've been hiding for a little bit, you know? Fucking unbelievable. But, yeah, man, I just don't, I don't have any trust. So the rate goes up. I'm nerved up. The blood pressure's through the roof. And, uh, you know, every time they get that, rate, that reading, they get nervous. They, they read me the riot act about it. And then at the end of it, they fucking read it again and they tell me forget about everything that I spewed on about for 15 minutes. So super, super annoying. If you're in the medical field, take these as notes and gospel and, you know, uh, introduce this into your interactions with your uh, with your people. I think that they'll thank you for it in the future. Um, so, yeah, that is it, guys. We're almost at an hour here. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this show up. Thank you for listening. Again, sorry for the uh, sorry for the delay. Just so much going on, which uh, brings me back around. I said I would give him a, a shout out, and here it goes. Um, I'd like to shout out my friend Antonio from Envision Construction and Renovations. Okay, out of Woonsocket, family run, owned and operated. Um, you dream it, and we build it. Is that motto? And man, I'll tell you, this kid, man, he's uh, he's 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 young. He's not too young, but he's he's young. He's uh, full of spunk. He's full of great ideas. 
Um, there's literally nothing that he can't execute, you know. Any job, big or small, he will take you on and he'll treat you like family and he's uh, full of, you know, ideas, you know, so he won't, you know, pending that, you know, you don't mind, you know, he, he, he'll he throw out ideas and make you consider things that you've never considered for and, um, you know, we did that a couple times over here on my uh, on my bathroom, you know, there was some things that I really didn't even think of and he said, hey, you know, what about this, you know, you like this idea, you know, or do you want to do yours, you know? And I would say, you know what, man, I actually like your idea better, you know? And uh, he's very patient, and he's on time, he's on the money. Um, if he tells you he's going to be there, he is there, you know? And that that today alone is, like, psh, worth its weight in gold, you know? Um, so shout out to him. Thank you so much. He actually just wrapped everything up today, and uh, I'm I'm on to paint the bathroom now and get it completely dialed in so thank you to you Antonio and if anybody needs anything construction related or you need a, a ceiling opened or you need some sheetrock done or you know your abusive husband punched a hole in the wall and you kicked his ass out and now you need to patch that up and forget all the bad he's your guy you know so give him a call um, and his phone number is 401-548-2900 Again, 401-548-2924. And that's Envision Construction and Renovations. You dream it, we build it, baby. So shout out to them. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode. Don't worry, I did not forget about you. Um, I want to uh, close up this episode with another music recommendation, as per usual. Our uh, most reoccurring segment of the whole show. Um Today, I actually want to shout out a whole album. Yep, that's right. I want you guys to take the time to check this album out. And for all my older folks going, I'm not doing that. Nice try. Listen, just do it. Don't be a boomer. Don't let them. Don't let us live up to this, this stereotype, guys. Come on. We, we're better than this. Okay? Um, the album is by Harry Styles. Okay? It's called Fine Line, okay? It is really a great album altogether. Through and through, the whole album is very good. He is a very technical guy, um, albeit weird for sure, but he's a very technical guy. He's got a lot of musical skill. He has the ability to do great covers, you know, when when needed. Um, he does a fantastic cover, uh, cover of uh, Sledgehammer by um peter gabriel so that's a great song you guys gotta check that out he did that there uh he did that cover on uh howard stern so it's on youtube very good awesome band he's got a great 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 group of uh actually they're women um who are his band they do a phenomenal job the drummer is great she's on point everything sounds good looks good um you know, so really check that out. But I really want you to check out this album. Listen to it obje objectively. When I listen to an album for the first time, I listen to it cover to cover. Whether I like the song, I don't like the song, just listen to it. Okay? Because I guarantee you that this album is going to have something for you. You might not like the whole album, and that's okay. That's fine. That is what it, that's what it's all about. But I'm going to I'm going to rattle off some of my favorite songs personally from the album. Um First and foremost, I think Golden, which is track number one on this album, is absolutely stellar. 
Um, this guy has a very um, late 70s vibe. Very Fleetwood Mac-ish. Um, Paul Simon, that type of thing. He's got a very uh, before-his-time vibe, and I really do have a lot of appreciation for that as a uh, person who predominantly listens to songs prior to 85, I would say. Uh, Adore You is another great song. Rather popish, you know, new style. You probably won't like that if you like old stuff, but that's a great. Uh, she is a is a great song. Again, very old themed. Uh, Canyon Moon, very very Paul Simon ish. Um, just has that whole vibe. Um, the last song to wrap up the album is self titled Fine Line. It's a beautiful song. Um, lot of strings, lots of horns. Uh, you know beautiful, beautiful melody, you know, it's just got a very Bonnie Vare, you know, vibe to it, you know, and again, you might not like this album at all, you might think that it's just kind of like new age pop trash, but I guarantee you there's got to be something on this album for you, you know, um, but very old school, very old school, but Fine Line is really a great song, it's a great album, you know, go check it out, um, it's a very musical, melodic album, and I have a lot of appreciation for people who put the work in. It's not every day that you find an artist today who really is all that musical and that talented. And this young man really, truly is. You know, he really shows up a lot of people. He reminds me very much of, uh, you know, Mac Miller, who obviously is a rapper who we lost uh, several years ago. Actually, the first um, first celebrity death that I actually felt in my heart you know you always kind of see these people you know mourning on these people and you're like oh my god you know but a lot of the time you know it's it's a rapper who who sings about you know the hood and everything like that which I have a lot of respect for as well god bless you um and if that's all you know then obviously it's all you're going to talk about however there comes a point in your life where you have to get out you have to be able to evade the bullshit um and, uh, you know, Mac Miller didn't lose his life to violence or anything like that. He lost his life to uh, unexpected drug overdose as the result of uh, fentanyl being, you know, laced in the drugs that he consumed. And, um, you know, the whole reason for me bringing him up is he's another one who is truly talented. You know, he's one of these guys that really produced his stuff, you know, and would play all of his own music and create the bass lines, the melodies, the lyrics, um, the guitars, the drums, um, very similar to Kevin of Tame Impala. That's a more uh, different type of music for sure, electric, you know, all that. But Kevin is one of those people who actually, you know, will, uh, will play every instrument. His band won't even know what he's working on until the album is dropped, um, and then they actually have to learn this music for the first time and uh it's not that easy you know sometimes when people you know if a guitarist is trying to play a drum line you know uh or a beat you know and they're doing it through you know 808s or whatever uh it's not always the most realistic thing there's some things that you simply just can't do um so they're they're a great example of that and harry styles is the same deal he does a lot of his own stuff he's a guitarist uh, amazing vocalist, you know, and uh, 
I think that he's very deserving of a shout-out on here. Not that it means too much, but uh, I certainly enjoy it, and I hope that you do too. So uh, with that being said, thank you very much. Have a great day, great evening. God bless you, and uh, go give uh, Fine Line a listen, and go give my brother Antonio over there at Envision Construction and Renovations um, a call today for your uh, free quote. All right? And once again, please make sure to go to the uh, Instagram, subscribe, follow, like the post, comment on uh, any ideas you guys like, shoot me a DM, things you like, things you don't like, and uh, be sure on Spotify to uh, to hit the little bell so you get notifications when we make a new post, and uh, be sure to follow on Spotify as well. Uh, iHeartRadio, same deal. So thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Till next time, ciao.